Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. (laughs) Hello. Hello, how are we? I'm good. How are you? I didn't ask how you were. Oh. <laughs> What'd you ask? I just said hi, Mary. <laughs> oh God. I thought you said how are we? Oh no. But how are we? Um, good. Except it's raining here. Yeah, it's kind of a dreary day. It's been a couple windy days, and then today it's just been cloudy and sad, but not too windy. Is it raining? Oh, yeah, I've got a few droplets from the sky. I was so, thinking of going on a run today, kind of like you do, because I'm just amped up with energy because I sat all day and just ate and didn't really walk around or anything. Mm, yeah, it is drizzling. Light rain for the next hour. Light rain forecasted. That could be kind of like a moment, though. It's so hard to tell, though, with the lake. Sometimes the radar is wrong. Oh, well, I was outside. It was raining. Oh. Well, just for a hat. I don't know. True, 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 true. You're full of great ideas. What's new? What's up? I feel like nothing's really changed since we really haven't done much. <laughs> We're still here in Michigan. Well, I watched a movie. What movie did you watch? Free Guy. What's that about? It's about a free guy. Well, <laughs> wow, telling title. <laughs> it's... It's Ryan Reynolds, and it's about a video game character that becomes alive via AI. It's really funny. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. Star studied, studied Channing Tatum was in it. It's on oh, Disney Plus. Love that. Yeah, love that for Disney. Uh, it's a little weird though because I feel like it kind of glorifies AI a little. And how do you feel about AI? I feel like in the right hands, I think it's fine, but I feel like. In the wrong hands. It could be bad. Like all technology. Like all things. So. AI is really, I was actually listening to a podcast this week that was talking about how it came out in 2017 and the person said, AI, we're not even near close to making any strides. Oh. More than we did 10 years ago. Oh. And I was thinking to myself, well, what would he have to say in 2023 Well, we have ChatGPT? Mm. Which can be really helpful. Yeah. You know, I see some interesting things with AI. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays into medicine. I think that the rules and regulations just need to be able to keep up with it. And the way that our government works, I feel like it simply cannot. So gets Fair into enough. dangerous territory. Yeah. So we shall see. It'll be interesting how it plays in academics and students oh. and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Only I'm, time will tell. Uh, only time will tell, but I have a bad feeling about it. I know. That's what I mean. It could be could be good, but it, in the wrong hands. If it's it's used and abused, it could be bad. I think it's very helpful, though, with, like, code and yeah. technical things, because it it's like a calculator for right. that type of stuff. But right. for other things, I don't know. But they may have said the same thing about the internet. Exactly. We don't want to be like those old people. Like today, when we were going to park... And our mom was like, mm, Kate, you got to help me with the parking because it's one of those things you have to scan. And our mom is not that old. Like, she's like, what not do even you mean scan like a, like an Aztec, like a QR code. 
Oh. And I was like, you're not that old mom. Like, I'm going to, like, we'll do it together. Like, you're not going to be that old person that is like, oh, I'm not going to learn how to use email. Like, mm. I'm, I'm going to teach you how to do it or I'm gonna, we're going to do it together so you can learn how to do it when you're on your own. Like, it is interesting because to the people who are older, it seems like these things that are so intuitive to us are so hard. But it can't, it's like pushing a few buttons or tapping a screen. So like, it can't e- be easy. that hard. Yeah, like, and you have to be willing to learn, so. You're right, right, Because right, you right. have to adjust with society. Right. society adjusts. Yeah, Because so we're true. a rapidly evolving society. That is a goal for myself as I get older is I want to stay hip. And also it gives you, it gave them literally five options. So the first option was download the app, which would probably be like the hardest for them mm-hmm. to open the app store or whatever. Second, them. scan the QR code. Third was to visit the website. Fifth was call a 1-800 number. Sixth was, you know, or the sixth was text this number. Or fifth was six Texas number. Like, they literally gave, like, so many options. Like, you do not need my help. Like, you know, read yeah. directions. That's another thing is you got to you gotta be, you know, able to solve problems. But I feel like because you were there, mom was just leaning on you. Exactly. Exactly. So. And you know what? She did it easily. Easily, easily. Mm, she there just, you go. She, she had just, to believe in she yourself. She doubted herself. She doubted herself. Yeah. She's smart. She's a smart girl. Mm-hmm. Mom, if you're listening, you did great. Yeah. You crushed it. Because Good I was like, you know what, mom, don't even pay for the parking. Don't just illegally park. No, I'm just kidding. But then the Northport police are going to come after her. If the Northport police are happiest girls, please don't come after us. <laughs> because it was my brother's car and we don't want him to get in trouble. He would get really upset. Yeah. You know He's what, a strict rule follower. Mm, he definitely is. Yeah. You know what else is big, big news today? You know what I'm going to say? What? I texted you about it you didn't respond oh yeah very very exciting news what is it well i don't want to steal your thunder you're Uh, the one who found out about it well vanderpump rules was nominated for an emmy so for all those haters i know no one in the is who's the happiest girl is a hater but i hope they win tell those haters out there that this is officially legitimate television they do deserve an emmy if soap operas can win emmys they certainly deserve an Emmy. I mean, the other shows that are in their category are like RuPaul's Drag Race is on there. Yeah. How is that? The, yeah. What's the, that? Also, they, they deserve Emmys too, but like that's but the that's, same caliber of. That's what I'm saying. Like a TV show, like a reality. Yeah. It's reality. I'm not trying to bring down RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm trying no, to definitely. lift up Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Exactly. And apparently they're filming right now, and I think everyone, the word on the street, I don't know about Raquel, but I think everyone, so Ariana and Tom, both filming. Wow. Tom shaved his mustache, so things are dire. (sighs) Well, now he's just a worm. He's not a worm with a mustache. Yeah. You know what? Worms didn't deserve that. Worms did not deserve that. You're right. Justice for the worms. Justice for the worms. Wow. Well, what else is going on this week? Uh, I'm going back to New York. Well, by the time you guys are listening to this, Marie and I will both be back in New York. Should be good. Back to to our routine, you know, after like three weeks of just kind of like vegging out. Yeah. Eating mom's baked goods, which has been really nice and really lovely. Mm-hmm. But not for my tum-tum. Yeah. Looking but for my spirit, yes. Yes. For the soul. But looking yeah. forward to getting back into the routine for a week until I return for another three weeks of baked goods and relaxation. Yeah. When do you return? The 24th. 
Oh, so we will be able to record next week. Yeah, I'll be there until the following Monday. Gosh, exciting, guys. Yeah, and then I don't know what we're... I guess we'll just have to take a three-week hiatus. Sorry. Everyone... Oh, and then I go to France. We could do remote. <laughs> we could, like, people... Try do. to figure out how to... We could easily do remote. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. Maybe we maybe could do we'll season do, one. Maybe we'll do something like an Instagram live or something. I don't know. We could do, or we could do, this is season one and season two starts up in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a feel like I really want to record with Sid. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just do... I might next week. So you could do weekend. like a couple pods, you know, bank a couple pods. You just can't close season one without having recorded with Sid. Just yeah, you sad. can record with Sid. You should record another. Is Alina going to come up? She's in Chicago now. Um. Mm. Well, well, you could record with people in New York. You could record with Carol O'Barrell. You could record with yeah anybody. Write in if there's anyone you want us to record with. Yeah. Anyway, our... today's episode brought to you by Dictator's First Year of Life. This is all Kate's. Kate, you want to chit chat, chit chat about. What it? I mean, one year of motherhood. So crazy. What does that mean to you? Well, as a teen mom. Yes, as a teen mom, you know, I feel very blessed because I have a really great support system emotionally and financially, which definitely helps. And obviously, having, you know, Mary V in New York has been really helpful. That's me. Yes, that is Aunt B on the pod. And having just, you know, like the means to be able to hire a nanny upcoming and being able to even just hire like a housekeeper once a month is super helpful. And things like that to kind of offload, which is such a privilege and a blessing. And obviously being able to work per diem is such a blessing to one bring in a little bit of extra income you know it's not much but it still makes me feel good and like I'm contributing in some sort of way and then also gives me some sort of independence and adult interaction because whilst being a stay-at-home mom is super rewarding you can feel alone and really isolated And so having the opportunity to kind of have that perfect schedule with nursing is really lucky because I don't really think there's any other job like that unless you, I really don't know any other job like that unless you work for yourself. But even then, like you would have to, I don't, I I don't even know what kind of job has that kind of flexibility. I guess if you were a substitute teacher. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Substitute or a tutor. Or a tutor where you can kind of like make your own hours like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sure there are a lot of jobs like that. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. I feel like working from home, sort of. Yeah. But the only thing with working from home, if you're working a full time job. Yeah, I mean like part time. Yeah, you would have to be part time or to be able to like log on and off. Or if maybe you could work at night. Or just be very specific when with your hours when your kid is napping. Like even that is hard because like when you're nap when your kid is napping, like you're exhausted and you kinda wanna rest too. And like you have other things you need to get done, laundry, dishes, stuff like that. So 
God, the work never ends. <sighs> Literally. Do never I ends. ever want to become a mom? That's the question. Being a being a stay-at-home mom and truly my observation as someone who literally does it all, as there are days where I'm a stay-at-home mom, there are days where I'm a working mom, there are days where I never see my husband and I get up and I do the morning shift, I work all day and then I come home and I do the closing shift. The person who has it the worst is obviously a single working mom because mm-hmm. they're, you're literally doing it all. And there are women out there who are in relationships and they are essentially single, mm-hmm. single working moms. But financially, the person who has it the hardest is a single working mom. Mm-hmm. That your, your workload and your mental load never ends because you're constantly thinking of your kids, your kids' needs, and you, you have the financial burden of them, you have the mental burden, you have the physical, you know, you have their emotional needs. You're waking up, you're taking care of them, you're going to work, you're coming home, you're taking care of them. And then even if you're in a relationship with your partner, which I talk to one of my mom friends about this with her all the time because she chooses to work. And I love that. Like she has a, was married to a guy who has a really great job. She could stay home if she wanted to. She thought that's that's what she was going to do. But she was like, you know what? Staying home with my daughter is not for me. And if you're one of those moms and you're like, you know what? I thought I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. Staying home with my baby all day is not for me. You should never feel any type of way about that. You should feel completely comfortable. That's It's not for everyone. Staying home with your kid all day is not for everyone. And that's totally okay. And she carries so much more than her husband who also works full-time oh am i shaking the thing yeah, sorry guys i've thought I was, I was wondering what that noise was <laughs> and i tell her that i'm like you're you don't realize how much you're carrying because even though i have a nanny she's the one who's figuring out the meals for her daughter She's the one who is making sure everything is taken care of. She's signed up for all the classes. She's, And this is not because her husband doesn't or wouldn't. It's just the way our brains work. Our brains naturally just think of all of these things that a husband, like the men, the people talk about all the time, like the mental load. It's so real. Like your brain just doesn't stop. Like it's, I just don't know how to describe it. And it's like, even if like Spencer wanted to take the burden off of me, like he couldn't, like he can't take away like my thoughts, like my mental thoughts. Mm-hmm. And Your motherly thoughts. Yes. So it's like people who say that like, oh, I don't know. Like it's just moms, ugh, moms have it tough. Moms have it tough. And like, even when you're a stay at home mom, like you're, you are doing the dishes, you're doing the laundry, like you're doing multiple jobs. And then when you're doing, when you're a working mom, you're doing all of that stuff too. So it's, you know, like you, no matter what, like, and then I think people who there's just, you should just never feel like there's any competition and people who feel like there is, it just makes me sad. Like we should all just be supporting each other. The only real competition should be against yourself to be better. Yeah, or if, like, your husband isn't supportive of what you want to do, he's out. He's out. Mm. Because, you know what, you just grew a baby, so. Literally. Just grew one (sighs) and popped it out your vagine. Yeah. So. (sighs) 
I tell, you know what, and this is what I never, I never understand. This is my controversial hot take. Maybe I'll have Mary B delete this. I'll sleep on it. But when, when guys are like, I made the money, I made the money, blah, 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 blah. I made that child. I made that child. I grew that child. I took care of that child. But you know what the court is going to say? He gets 50-50. Okay. Okay, so you, well, you, so you made that money. You better give me 50-50 because the only reason you got to go to work is because I took care of your kid that you now you get 50-50 with. They should, you should always get 50-50. Exactly. I mean, they get, you should get child support. Yeah. And you should get spousal support because you dealt with his stupidness. If you're getting divorced, obviously he did something terrible. Because yes. you're amazing and you're mm-hmm. perfect. And you Obviously. Can, you can never do anything wrong. You can wrong. never do... You listen to this podcast. You're literally perfect. You're actually perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you're made in the image and likeness of a happiest girl. I don't think that's that hot of a take. Thank you. I don't think so either. Unless you're uh, one of those stupid men out there listening, thinking that they know more than us, which they don't. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, she said what she said. She said what she said. <laughs> So, do you want to go into the questions, or do you have more sure. you want to say? No, that's all. Well, actually, our first question from our list, a listener is, how hard was it working after having a baby? So, that's kind of similar to what you were talking about. But. So, I didn't start work until Dictator was about seven months old, which I feel very blessed about again, because financially, I didn't need to. I only had about six weeks paid just because of uh, my work's maternity leave policy, which was a huge bummer. But, you know, what are you going to do about it? And I just, uh, I had um, about six months. My work gave me six months after that until I was going to be terminated. So, like, I literally took as much time as I possibly could before I was going to be terminated. And so it came out to be, like, seven months and change. And then... Um, I went back per diem and they gave me the opportunity to work full time and do administrative work at home. So like doing phone calls and doing chemo teaches and stuff like that. But I didn't want to because I still would have had to hire a nanny because you can't take care of a child when you're on the phone for like hours on end. So... And my reason for wanting to go back to work was to still be able to do direct patient care. That's my thing. That's why I love nursing. I love talking to people. I love hands-on. I love the whole patient interaction side of it. I never wanted to do administrative, that part side of nursing. So I declined that. And then after talking with Spencer about like the cost of childcare versus how much I was making, how much I'd be making full-time, we decided with per diem because per diem you make if you're not familiar with how per diem works in the nursing world you make more hourly but you don't get any benefits and I was already on Spencer's insurance so I was going to be making more hourly so I was going to be netting more in the day than I would be paying a nanny which was good because if I would have were to go full time, I would not be making any money after what I'd be paying a nanny or would be paying to send her to daycare because of the hours you work as a nurse, which is like 13, 14 hour days to find a child care or a daycare that's open that long. 
is near impossible because Spencer works similar hours, if not more sometimes. So and I went to work, loved it, loved being back, loved the interaction. I work like eight to four or whenever I'm done. Obviously, if they still need me, I stay longer so that I'm still able to see Dictator at the end of the day. I see her in the morning and I'm still able to see her at the end of the day. And it's only a minimum of two shifts a month, so it's not like I'm gone a lot. Obviously, I miss her, but when we first started, it was Mary B who was watching her. So I could text her and micromanage, and she sent me a ton of photos, and we'd FaceTime and stuff. So I felt very comfortable with her, and it was just a really great way to kind of ease back in. So was it hard for you to leave dictator for the first time? No, because I knew that no one would take trust take care of her as seriously as you would as like someone my family would like probably you or mom would like no one would take that as seriously. Like no one would love her as almost as much as I would as wow. you guys would. You think you love her more than me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like... I think you would probably be, like, more afraid to mess up than I would be afraid to mess up. Like, yeah. I think I'm more relaxed around her than you are. Well, it's because she's not my daughter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, I feel like what I'm trying to get at is I have heard that it can be hard to, like, pass your child off when you're used to spending every day with them were you ready for that freedom yeah I didn't I did not have those I did not have those feelings and I think some people probably might judge me for that but no I think that's why it's important I did not I did not have those feelings of like uh that I was like I did not go and like cry and like but I think it was because I had eight months with her mm-hmm. and I knew I was only going to be gone for max 10 hours yeah, so you're kind of and ready for your freedom it was though. only going to be one day yeah it wasn't like I was it wasn't like I was going back five days a week every single week for for like I that was going to be like my future mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be 10 hours and it was going to be one day and yeah. then the next day I was going to be back with her yeah and also being a parent is exhausting sometimes work is a vacation Mm -hmm. and being back with like my coworkers are my friends like I love them and sometimes like going to work like you need that break sometimes to like not have to entertain a child all the time so I think it's important to normalize that yeah like like it's like every everyone is different and every personality is different but mm -hmm. that was not my reaction to going back to work but I don't think there's any shame to being like okay I need to like I think it'd be really enjoyable for me to step away from my baby for the day yeah oh my gosh no one should no one should feel shame in that and I think a lot of women do feel shame in that and I was just talking with our mom about that and she said that she did feel shame and she, cause I was like, I never feel bad needing to take a break. Like I never feel bad texting mm-hmm. Mary B being like, can you come over for a couple hours so I can go for a run or I can go to a workout class. And she was like, I did feel a lot of shame in that because 
I felt like I had given up this really lucrative career to stay home with you guys and I didn't want to feel like that was a waste. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so crazy to me. Like, that you, like why would you... Like, like obviously it's not a waste. Like you, you raised us and like, we're all really great. Like all four of us are really great. And, but even if we weren't like, it's like, it still wouldn't have been a waste. Like you, what you did was the right decision for, for you Mm -hmm. and taking a couple hours once a week doesn't negate that fact. Well, I think also what I hear in that is that she feels like all of her like education and work she did to achieve that lucrative career is a waste. But like, so what's the alternative about, though? Just like not go to college? Like what? You're just going like, to get a high point. school degree and be like, oh, I hope I can marry well right. and become a stay-at-home right. mom. Like what are we going to revert back to like the 1950s? Like That's my point is if you think of the alternative, there is no alternative. I mean, that, I mean, that would be the alternative, but it's so important to have your own education and your own way to support yourself because that's, I think, how women get in really bad situations. Yeah, you just don't know how your life is going to turn out. Tomorrow something could happen to Spencer, and at least I know that I can provide for our child Mm -hmm. no matter what. Exactly. So, And mom could have provided for us if she needed to. Mm -hmm. So it's never a waste. Never. Even if you work for one year and then go home, it's still not a waste because you will always be able to support yourself and your child no matter what happens. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready to go to the next question? Yeah. Okay. What surprised you most... And is there anything you do differently with future kids? Okay, so I'll start with the first one. Okay. What surprised me most, this is going to be another one where people are going to be like, oh, she's such a bad mom. Not the happiest the girls. Fir- the first thing that surprised me the most is when I, when I first gave birth, I did not have that crazy like emotional breakdown of like, oh my God, I love her so much. This is like the most beautiful moment of my my life. Like that you see on social media where people are like crying. Like, Like my love for her came in like a very slow burn. I've been watching a lot of Love Island. Oh my god, don't even talk about it. I haven't... How are you watching? I need to log in. This is a a sensitive subject. This is a really good... um, This is a really good season. Oh my god! (laughs) Okay, I'm getting on it tonight. (laughs) But so, there... But so, uh, when she was like... When they first put me on their chest, like, all I could think of was like, oh my god, she's so gross. Like, there's like all this gross stuff on her. Like, please wipe her off and then you can give her back to me. But, and, and like, I was like, oh my god, she's huge. Like, she's almost... 10 pounds or she was almost nine pounds. She was huge. And, um, so I did not have that like crazy emotional reaction. And I think I had put a lot of pressure on myself to like have that reaction. So then when I didn't, I was like double confused. And also in that same breath, like there is, nothing in this entire world like from the moment that they she put me in my arms they're like there is nothing that she could ever do that could like make me stop loving her which is in like when I reflect on my life and like all of the things that I've done to mom and dad and like not that I've done anything like crazy bad like I've 
never done drugs. I've never been arrested and like things like that. But like in ways that like I've misbehaved or lied and things like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like they still love me after all of that. But like I get it now because like there's nothing she could possibly do that would ever make me stop loving her ever. I feel the same way. And so like when I watch like videos on TikTok and stuff about like kids who don't have that same experience with their parents, it's like devastating to me. Cause I'm like, I could never imagine like treating my child that way. I would, there's just no world where I would ever turn my back on her in any way, shape or form. Even though like I didn't have that like crazy reaction, like that immediate feeling of like, I will always be there for you. Like no matter what was just like immediately there. Well, to be fair, I think sometimes parents turn their backs in a way that they feel like is being constructive. Like, they need to turn their back to help them grow. Yeah, and I'm sure, like... I know what you're saying. I'm sure that... I'm sure that each, each situation, like, parents feel... Like, when there's, like, maybe, like, an addict situation or, like, something like that, like, is obviously unique. And I hope I'm never in, in that situation, but... But, yeah. Um, but that's, you know, the topic for a different day. But, mm, but I hear you. Um, There's different flavors of that, for sure. Yeah. So, like, that kind of su- that kind of surprised me, too. Or that, that surprised me. Like, I didn't have, like, immediate, like, super overwhelming feeling, like, you hear about that you're supposed to have. It was more, like, a slow and... So like if you're a, if you're a mom or you're expecting and you don't have that like immediately like really overwhelming feeling just know that like that's okay and it will come. Yeah. And now I'm obsessed with her. I feel like I remember you saying like she's like a stranger. Yeah, you're two you're literally like, two strangers so meeting each other. She came out of your belly. Yeah. So it's like you're you're learning about each other like you go through this crazy thing. And now you're just learning how to take care of this human and like you're scared and like you're frustrated. You trying just to gave figure, birth. Yeah, you just gave birth. You have all these hormones going through you and you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea how to breastfeed even though you're like, yes. Yes. Oh, you coming on the pod, mom? Yeah, you want in? You can come join us. She says no. She's like, hmm, let me exit. She's like, what's going on in here? What's everybody talking about? But yeah, so it's, you know, it's a lot of confusing emotions and I did not like breastfeeding. And so like once I really stopped breastfeeding, that definitely helped like our bond too. So, you know, life only gets better. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's table because someone just asked or someone asked what, when did you know you wanted to stop breastfeeding? Oh, right, no, away, what right away. <laughs> <laughs> I knew breastfeeding was like prob- obviously like the best thing for her because like you can't deny the science that like breast milk is, you know, that's why they model formula after breast, after breast milk. Mm-hmm. Of course, there is nothing wrong with not breastfeeding. The, no one will know. Like, she will be perfectly fine. She would have been perfectly fine if I never breastfed. But I was like, I'm just going to try it, you know. Whatever. It's kind of, it's free. 
it's but free. What's your time worth? You it's know? free. <laughs> it's so much easier because there's no bottles to fe- no bottles to clean. Mm. You know, like travel so much easier. Didn't even need you the Brezza. Bring, no Brezza necessary. No you bottle, were the Brezza. No bottle warmer. <laughs> you were the you bottle know, warmer. Exactly. Like you know, all that kind of stuff is so much easier. Like middle of the night feeds, you know, were much easier. I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it, and it was very confusing, in the sense of like. Did she get enough food? Because you can't... You could, I guess, measure, but you can, there's, like, a way to do, like, weighted feeds and, like, stuff like that. But, like, trying to, like, time it. Is she eating enough? Like, am, am I eating the right foods? Am, am what I... Am I... Is anything I'm eating making her gassy? Because, like, that's the other thing. Like, she was so gassy all the time. And, like, that would obviously make her really fussy. Yeah, she remember that was so cute. We'd put her in the squatty potty position. She had position. to sit in like a squatty potty position after time, every time after she ate because she would always be so gassy. And then like, am I doing this? But, like I was eating so bland. Like I didn't know. So I knew I did not want to breastfeed very long. And I gave myself a timeline of eight weeks. I was like, I'm going to try for eight weeks. And if I still don't feel like I have it figured out after eight weeks, I'm out. And... I really didn't like it, but I had it down to a science around about seven weeks when she started sleeping through the night. My body had a, um, that's not true. Around, truly around four weeks, I, I really kind of had it down to, to the point where like, I really didn't, I don't know. I just kind of had to figure it out. And I was, I had it going on, whatever we were, we were in a good groove, I really had no trouble. I never had any mastitis. I had two clogged ducts, which was really brutal, but like that was like the worst of it. And like my nips stopped hurting, you know, I was I was fine. And then around like four, four and a half months, one of my breasts, boobs, whatever, um, stopped making milk. And then around five months, the other one stopped making milk. I don't know. I was on vacation, so I don't know if it had to do with like all the travel. Or, like, I wasn't eating enough. Like, you have to eat a lot and you have to drink a lot of water to keep your supply up. Oh, I didn't know that. But my supply had just dried up and I had thankfully banked a lot of frozen breast milk. And my goal was to be able to have one bottle of breast milk to get her through winter. And... I thought like I had counted and I had had enough in my freezer stash and so like I started um supplementing with formula she had taken to the formula totally fine and I was like oh hallelujah praise the lord we're done <laughs> I remember mom was like oh man like mm. Kate's breast milk dried up and I was like oh my gosh that's so exciting and yeah. she was like no it's like sad I was no, like it was not sad it was oh fine. for who honestly like I probably <laughs> won't even go that long with like my future children I probably won't even go that long I feel like I was surprised by that I think was one of the hardest not that one of the hardest but like that was a harder thing than I it's I a full-time it job. Be, it's a full-time job. There's like, to, I didn't expect that. Trying to figure out when to pump. Like, even to be able to go to a workout. It's like, okay, well, I got to wake up. I got to feed my baby. Then I have to pump. Okay, well, then if my workout's at 1030, right. I got to make sure I pump at 945. And, like, then, because then I might, my milk might fill up, like, mid-workout. And then, like, running's going to be really hard. And, like, I don't know, like, 
it's, and then like, I can't even imagine like if I had been working at that point, like there's no world I could have worked and tried to figure out how to be able to get off the floor to pump. Like I, I could not have done that. I couldn't, I couldn't have done that to my coworkers. I couldn't have done that. Like I couldn't have been around chemo. I like, I, I couldn't have done it. I it just couldn't have happened. Like, I don't know how women who do it for like a year, year, like two years, they're amazing. I don't know how to, I could yeah. not. Seems like a full-time job in itself. Like, and if you're looking for a sign, there are, and the thing that really frustrates me is they have lactation consultants that come into your room when you're in the hospital. And my next child, I will refuse to let them come into my room. And I'm very pro, I'm pro f- do whatever you want, first of all. Formula feed and never breastfeed, do that. Only breastfeed, do that. Like, do whatever you want because your mental health is most important to me. What your baby eats, your baby will be perfectly fine. I promise. Like, it doesn't matter. You could fill up a whole room and you would never be able to tell who was formula fed and who was breastfed. Like, I can guarantee that much. The lactation consultant came in. My nipples were killing me and I had put on the lanolin that the nurse had given me to put on my cracked and sore nipples. Oh. She goes, did you just put on lanolin? I go, yeah. She goes, wipe that off. That is going to affect how your baby latches. I was like, this bitch needs to leave my room right now. I was hours, hours postpartum. I was like, I know you're not, I know that you did not just say that to me. Like, please exit my room right now. And I'm, and dictator had latched perfect. Like I did not need this woman in here. Like the nurse had helped me like literally 10 minutes post birth. The nurse had helped me latch perfectly fine. My mom had helped me. Like I did not need her. I'd like, I don't know why you're in here right now. Please leave. Like, why are you shaming me? Because when, like, I'm doing something for myself to, like, help myself feel better. That's the stigma we need to go away from is mothers suffering. Yeah. Like, And I had talked to another, like, social media friend and who was telling me how she was, even though her daughter was sleeping better, like, she was still getting up to pump, like, like, every, like, two to three hours or, like, something crazy to keep her supply up because the... Her lactation consultant had, like, in the hospital, put, like, the fear of God into her that her supply was going to drop if she didn't. And I was like, that's so crazy. Like, you need to rest. Let yourself rest. Your body will adjust. Like, it will be okay if you need to sleep a little bit longer, if you want to go a five-hour stretch. Like, yeah, that's insane that she made you feel that way. That, or, like, these baby nurses who will pressure moms to continue to breastfeed, like, when they don't want to, like... Don't listen to anybody. Do whatever you want to do. That's all I have to say. All right. Love to hear it. Yeah. Thank you for your thoughts. You're welcome. Let's circle back to the second piece of this happiest girls question who said, is there anything you do differently with your future kids? I will introduce a bottle much sooner. And I had introduced a bottle two to three weeks in because I was worried about the term that you might've heard, which is nipple confusion, which I later heard is like not even a real thing, which is basically where the baby gets confused in between like the bottle of a nipple and like your actual nipple. Mm -hmm. And they might start refusing like your breast and only want the bottle. Giving dictator a bottle was so miserable. Like I would literally sit because I live in an apartment. So Obviously, you're worried about loud noises sometimes. 
And thankfully my bathroom is completely stone, like lined with stone. So I thought that was like the quietest part of my apartment because she would just like scream and scream and scream and I would try to give her the bottle. So if you're a new mom or mom to be listening to this, my tips, make sure it is constantly warm because they're used to it being 98.6. So I bought a smaller Tommy Tippy bottle warmer and I just put it next to my bed or I'd keep it with me in the bathroom when I would feed her. And I would just put it in the, like anytime I took it out of her mouth, I would like immediately put it in her, uh, I'd put it in the bottle warmer so it would constantly stay warm. Mm, smart. And then I tried a bunch of different bottles. So I had only bought the Dr. Brown bottles because that's what I'd seen everybody have. She hated those, would not even take those. And I eventually realized that that was the issue. And so she only let, will only take the Lansino bottle nipples. So if, you know, don't just buy one type of bottle. That's good advice. I would same, same thing with a pacifier. Don't buy only one type of pacifier because it took me trying multiple different types of pacifiers. She only would take the Tommy Tippy Ultra Light pacifier. She wouldn't take hmm. like the the hospital brand one that they all give you. She wouldn't take like the there's a bunch of like other really popular ones. She would not take any of them. That was the only one that she took. So I bought like a bunch of different and she didn't take any of them. That's so. smart for anyone listening to just maybe start out with a bunch of different types. And then see just, which one just sticks. introduce a bottle because you deserve to be able to leave your home when you want to. Mm -hmm. And if you're breastfeeding and your baby can't take a bottle, you're not going anywhere. So mm. you need to be able to introduce a bottle right away so that your baby can take a bottle. And then you need to be able to book a massage or a facial. Go, go so for a walk. That, or go for a walk so that you can leave yeah. your apartment or home. That's a good one. Anything else come to mind? What was the question? What, what would you do differently with your future kids? I would definitely also have more burp cloths. Oh, oh. I will, obviously, I will have a nanny, which I know is a privilege, but I will, I don't live near a lot of family or help. I thought you were going to say any family. Sorry. I was like, excuse, excuse. <laughs> But no, yeah, um, yeah, definitely we'll have help this mm -hmm. time around because I'll have two kids now. And what else? Oh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I'm like very content with everything that went down this first time around. You know, like my birth story was fine. I'm gonna try to not gain 50 pounds <laughs> i don't know it sounds like it's what your body needed. yeah that's, that you're is a what pretty my conscious body. eater yeah so no and i went I down my whole pregnancy but you would have gained it if you didn't yeah, eat it yeah exactly you know what? i take that back yeah. i'm gonna gain whatever i gain and that'll be that and that'll be fine yeah i'm not even gonna weigh myself you know what 
Ooh. I'm not going to weigh myself. Oh. And I'm not going to look at the scale of the doctor's office, so I'm never even going to know. Because the doctor will tell you if you're gaining too much weight. She, yeah. And so. then she will tell me if I'm having any, like, actual medical issues. And that is way more important mm-hmm. than if I'm having, like, an issue with the number on the scale. It's so interesting because I feel like I hear like women that I know who are pregnant or who have been pregnant and they'll say like, I'm just so fat right now. And I'm not going to ever say this to a pregnant person, but I just want to be like, you're not fat. You're pregnant. Like you're literally pregnant. You're not fat. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So that's, that's something I'm going to do differently. I'm not even going to, so when someone asks me, I'm literally going to be like, I have no idea. (laughs) Love that. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to move on or do you have anything else? That, I know I'm ready to move on, I think. I'm trying to think if I have anything else that I want to do differently. But Any, like, lessons learned for first-time mamas? Oh, my gosh. I could literally list off, like, uh, so many things. I feel really lucky because I had a sis- I had Sydney to really kind of guide me mm-hmm. through first. Um, okay, so let's... Let me just... I'm just going to spitfire. Spitfire. So don't spend a lot of money on clothes. First off, don't don't buy expensive clothes and know that they grow very quickly in the first 6 months and buy a lot of just cheap white onesies off of Amazon that you can just toss when they have blowouts. The second you start to hear their tummies start to rumble when they're like 0 to 3 months, pull off their pants, pull off their shorts, unbutton their onesie because they're probably gonna have a blowout. I don't care. I had coterie diapers. I don't care what kind of diapers you have. They're probably gonna have a blowout. The umbilical cord, really stinky. Again, just put them in a plain white onesie because that first week, the umbilical cord will probably stain whatever outfit you put them in. Is it stinky because it like starts to die? Yeah, it's literally necrotic tissue. It's the umbilical cord dying, falling off. Babies hate cold when they're a newborn. This phase ends. But get a space heater for after the bath. And some moms use a heating pad under, like, on the changing table for after the bath. I never did that, but you could use that. I also used a wipe warmer. Wipe warmer. People told me I did not need this. I needed it. I loved it. Dictator loved it. You do not need to change their diaper in the middle of the night unless it is really soiled. I did not learn this until a couple weeks in. Unless there's poop in it, do not wake them up to change it. Mm. If you're breastfeeding in the middle of the night and your baby is spot in a swaddle, you can unswaddle them, feed on one side, swaddle them, feed on the second side, and feed them to sleep if you want, or feed them, burp them. Obviously, you have to burp them still at that age. And then they're already swaddled. You can put them right to sleep. It's much easier for them to go to sleep that way. At what age do you stop burping? You kind of just tell, like, when they don't need to burp anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly can't remember, but, like, a couple a couple months. Like, a, you, like, when they stop spitting up so much and burping. You need so many burp cloths. Get really good quality burp cloths. Don't get small, short burp cloths. Get the long, good green sprouts, like, nice quality burp cloths. Pottery Barn sells nice burp cloths, too. So cheap clothes, high quality birth cloths. Yes. And you and your partner do not need to do everything together unless you are afraid. Then you need strength in numbers. I was very confident in what I was doing. 
And I also made sure that Spencer knew what he was doing. So like I trusted him when he was alone with Dictator. It's very important that one of you is always well rested. A tired parent is like a drunk parent. So you do both do not need to be up doing middle of the night feeds. You both do not need to be up early in the morning. You both do not need to be, you know, yeah, like tag team all the time. Like spent, we, we are both not up early on a Saturday. We are both not up early on a Sunday. One person's sleeping in, you know, one person's napping. So things like that are really important. And Showing appreciation for each other is also very important and encouraging each other to have self-care is really important. I remember having a conversation with Spencer when I was pregnant being like, you're never playing golf ever again. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, once we have this baby, you're never playing golf again. And obviously he plays much less golf now, but that is something that he does and he finds enjoyment doing and he deserves to have time off too, just like I do. And I do take time off. I literally pay someone to come so that I can have my golf day where I can go and I can get a massage and get a facial and go work out and go get a spray tan and like do whatever I want. So having balance and communication and all that stuff is like essential. And, you know, obviously that's a privilege that we can even afford to do that. But it's super important that you prioritize each other first because you're a husband and wife before you were ever parents. So I'm trying to think what else, what else for, for new moms? Just remember it's the two of you guys, not like together versus the problem. Um, what else, what else to remember? No, no buttons, not even the magnetic snaps. I would say zippers only ever. Mm, get a baby jail and make sure that you are promoting independent play let them just lay under the play gym and put some music on and sing to them you don't have to be interacting with them all the time read them books baby jail's the best baby jail's the best independent play is huge they need to be able to foster their imagination and entertain themselves that's that's so important and Introduce a sippy cup at four months. That's all I can really think about right now. <laughs> okay, well, those are great ones. Yeah. We do have another question. Okay. Uh, second to last. Did being a nurse help shape you as a mother? Yes, definitely. I think that being a nurse made me much more relaxed than my peers because my... And even Spencer because I... I am grateful that she's alive. Mm -hmm. Like crying doesn't really bother me in any way, shape, or form. Um, because crying means she's alive. And I've just seen so many horrible things. And I'm just grateful for my health, my family's health, for her health. Also, I am confident in my ability to save her in a lot of situations, which I'm mm. really grateful for mm -hmm. if I needed to. And so in that sense, I feel like it makes me more relaxed. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So in that sense, being a nurse, 
helped me. And then on the, on the, on the other hand, I worry that it'll make me more anxious. Because you know so much? Going forward when they're older. Mm. Because I have seen so, so like many bad things and like mm -hmm. ac accident wise, like with four wheelers, car accidents, mm -hmm. bike accidents, like stuff like that, I think will make me more anxious. But like, I think it'll be, I think sometimes I'll, I think I'll be able to hide that, keep that on the inside and just encourage them to always wear a helmet and always wear a seatbelt and to always wear a life jacket. Yeah. Which is never good. ride on a four-wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And finally, someone asked, I know you gave a lot of little pieces of advice, but someone wants to know your biggest piece of advice after your first year of motherhood. What would it be? My biggest piece of advice is that your kid only cares that you love them. They don't care that you're perfect. They don't care that you're like the perfect Montessori mom or you have the perfect toys for them or that you're reading to them all day, every day, or you're making them the perfect meals, the perfect balanced meals, you know, all that stuff. All they care is that you love them and how you love them is how they'll love you. And that's kind of like my goal for being a parent. So... Even if you go to bed and you're like, wow, I really wasn't the perfect parent. Like, you were the perfect parent for your child. So yeah, as long as you're trying your best, you're already winning. Because no one who is a great parent is, or no one who is not a great parent is worried about if they're being a great parent, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So all they want is for you to love them and to play with them. That's literally, that's all they want. So don't, don't worry so much about being so picture perfect, which is what we see online. Mm -hmm. Like no, and no one in actual reality is like that. So just focus on loving them. That's all. I love that advice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Kate. You're welcome. I feel like this will be fun for me to look back when one day, hopefully I'm pregnant. I'm going to listen to this. And You'll maybe have like one day, nieces and nephews by then. God, I hope so. <laughs> Mom and dad hope so too. Uh -huh. Well, thank you, Kate. I hope that some happiest girls learned some stuff from this. I certainly did. Yeah. How Feel about free to DM me if you guys ever want to chat? Yeah. How about as it says in your sweatshirt, Babu? How's your Babu this week? What was my Babu? It sure was a meditation. <laughs> Definitely not meditation. <laughs> I think my baby was, what, getting in my routine? Yeah. Oh, I routine. feel like I'm pretty good. I feel like I've been working out and doing, yeah, doing a routine, working out, eating well. Mm, well, I, that might have to start again when I'm back in New York. Yeah. Mom has so, too many good baked goods here. This is our issue with our mom. She's incapable of serving us a meal without a homemade dessert. I don't see it as an issue, but I can see how it's not an issue. Is. It's 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 a positive. It's positive. But you know, sometimes sometimes they're like out of control in a good way. 
<laughs> so what's your babu for this week? Because you're going back to New York this tomorrow. Week will be just getting back on track with my just with my routine. And I think getting back on track with my routine in New York will help me seamlessly transition to being back on my back on track here. And you know what? I need to you know what? My babu coming back hmm. if we are unable to record so you guys can all know is not caring so much about mom's desserts because they're delicious and you know what she works really hard on them and I should just appreciate them because one day I'm gonna miss them oh my god dark no I mean <laughs> I don't mean like that I mean like one day when I'm like not here in yeah. the fall yeah I'm gonna be like oh I really want some mom's strawberry shortcake she makes the best desserts like literally with like a homemade biscuit and freshly picked strawberries that she got from the farm down the road and homemade whipped cream so good so that's a good one. What was yours? Mine was to go on walks, and I have been doing that, and I'm happy about it. I went on a walk with Dictator mm-hmm. this morning. Yesterday. She loved it. it she was took really a great special. Nap oh, good. She touched a lot of leaves. She loves to touch flowers and leaves in nature. You know, we don't really do that in New York. It was really fun. She's so cute. She would just like reach out her hand, and I would walk up to it, and she would just feel it. It was really sweet. Yeah. Very, you know, nature school of you. I was also What's that called forest school. Yeah. I was also getting in my feels because she was heavy. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, we <laughs> That's mo- what I told you we don't have to take the jogger. No, but I was thinking she wasn't like he- so heavy that I couldn't take her. But I was thinking sometime soon she'll be too big for the front pack at all. And I feel like the front pack has always been our special time. I know. I took her out on the beach and I was like, my back hurts. Mm -hmm. I can't do this for much longer. Yeah. So got to cherish them. And my babu this week, I think it's going to be to drink more water. I Mm. haven't been drinking a lot of water up here. And I think my skin is so bad right now. I've been using the big tumblers. And filling oh, them that's water. a good idea. I'm going to start doing that. I just, I think, and I was thinking, I really thought it was my period, but I feel like it's worse than it usually is around this time. So it's probably partly that, but I think it's also partly because I haven't been drinking a lot of water. Mm. So that's my babu. It's a good one. You know, that's going to be my babu for this week is to drink more water because I feel like my lips are so chapped too. I don't know what it is. I, I guess maybe it's because I don't have my big water bottle with me here to like yeah, carry around. Either. So it's really, really dry up here too, which makes me feel thirstier. All right. Well, another great app. Yep. And we hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. And Monday reset. Let's go. Let's go.